Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear, page by page. This is page 938. 30 years? I don't think he has a single schema to his name. He flipped through the book a bit, scanning the pages. Most serious artificers have at least one just as a point of pride, even if it's something fairly useless. Numbers spun in my head. So 10% of eight talents each, I murmured, then looked up. I've got 22 talents waiting for me? Basil nodded, looking at the entry in the book. 22 and 4, he said, bringing out a pencil and a piece of paper. You want all of it? I grinned. When I set out for Imra, my purse was so heavy I feared I might develop a limp. I stopped by anchors and picked up my travel sack, resting it on my opposite shoulder to balance things out. I wandered through town, idly passing by all the places Denna and I had frequented in the past. I wondered where in the world she might be. After my ritual search was complete, I made my way to a back alley that smelled of rancid fat and climbed a set of narrow stairs. I knocked briskly on Devi's door waited for a long minute, then knocked again, louder. There was a sound of a bolt being thrown and a lock turning. The door cracked open, a single pale blue eye peered out at me. I grinned. The door swung open slowly. Devi stood in the doorway, staring blankly at me, her arms at her sides. I raised an eyebrow at her. What? I said. No witty banter? I don't do business on the landing, she said automatically. Her voice was absolutely without inflection. You'll have to come inside. I waited, but she didn't step out of the doorway. I could smell cinnamon and honey wafting out from the room behind her. Debbie, I asked, are you okay? You're a... Uh... She trailed off, staring at me. Her voice was flat and emotionless. You're supposed to be dead. In this and many other things, I am to disappoint, I said. I was sure he'd done it, Devi continued. His father's barony is called the Pirate Isles. I was sure he'd done it because we'd set fire to his rooms. I was the one that actually set the fire, but he couldn't know that. You were the only one he saw. You and that Sheldish fellow. Devi looked up at me, blinking in the light. The pixie-faced Galet had always been fair-skinned, but this was the first time I'd ever seen her look pale. You're taller, she said. I'd almost forgotten how tall you are. I almost forgot how pretty you are, I said but I couldn't quite manage it. Debbie continued to stand in the doorway, pale and staring. Concerned, I... End of the page! I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. Jeremy's still away. This is an interesting scene. Let's keep a sharp eye out. I think she still has his blood, right? I assume so, and that's... I think that's what the money is for. Yeah. Like, does it... He has a debt to Debbie... He's going to pay it off. That's why the money from the fishery is important. 
So I'm flipping forward and maybe I'm just a fool, but I don't think she gives the blood back. So we'll get there, I suppose. I think this is very significant. Why else would he be there? Well, he has other things that he's given her, but when we, in, in a couple pages, remind me to talk about this. We get the inventory of what she gives back to him. And I do not believe that it has uh, the blood. Um, and I think that's why she's surprised because he was supposed to be dead. She was sure that Ambrose had done it, but with him dead, she felt no compunctions about selling his blood. Oh no. Yes, sir. Oh no. Oh dear. Right. I think that she is aghast uh, and struck dumb because she realizes that, oh shit, I sold this guy's blood. What am I going to do? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Oh yeah. no. All right. Well, we'll, we'll address that when we get to the, her giving his shit back. Yeah. And also I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that uh, one of the seven things has lady lack or no seven things arrived before the opening of the lackless door or something like that. It's the alternate version of the lackless rhyme. And one yeah. of those is a son that brings the blood. So maybe they need both blood for some other reason to mm-hmm. open the, uh, the door perhaps unclear unclear that reminds me uh we forgot to mention uh that one of the seven things that lady lackless has she keeps underneath her black dress is a ring that's not for wearing and quoth has gathered himself a ring that's not for wearing thank you for pointing that out on from, from lady lackless from lady lackless herself that's right that's right yeah so anyway so i think it, all this is to say keep an eye out for the blood Give me the blood. Give me the blood, Eli. I want the blood. Give me the blood, Lord, and let me get away. There's a theory uh, online that she's in. there's someone hiding in her room at this time. And when they return on the next page, the, the door is unlocked, which is unusual. Um, but nothing is really made of it. And so the theory online that I saw is that there's someone hiding in her room that she's transacting with that she doesn't want both to see. But if that was so, she wouldn't have invited him inside. Yeah, well, I mean, is she still inviting him inside if she doesn't move aside? Uh, She says, I don't do business on the landing. You'll have to come inside. Yeah, but she doesn't move to let him inside. I don't know. I I don't buy it. Like, I think that she would stall a bit more obviously if there was someone inside. I think she's just struck dumb and like, because she is happy to see her friend alive. And also she sold his blood. 100% she sold his blood. Did she give the blood back already, though? Well, I was wondering that because I have a recollection of him inspecting the bottle, but I can't remember if it's because he gave it back, if she gave it back to him or not. Well, uh, the reason I'm reminded of that also is because he sealed it with his talent pipes, which she has. So even if he's already handled the blood, which maybe he has, uh, listeners, I'm trying to find to find the chain of events online. If you can write in and help clarify it, please do. But even if he has received the blood back she kept the talent pipes which was the the thing that he used to seal it so she could have easily opened the blood resealed it with the talent pipes and quoth would never be the wiser yes i think so i'm not sure i can't remember when things happen anymore yeah you know what i think she does from what i can tell in this thread she is supposed to still have the blood let's keep an eye out let's see if there's any indication it would be odd if quoth forgets that she has his blood but maybe he's just happy to see her Reasonable. 
The other thing I want to mention is that this is, I think, the first time Debbie's been on the page since Rothfuss alluded to the fact that she might be trans. And it doesn't matter whether or not that is true, textually true in the book, or if there is evidence, but I can't help but find myself looking for evidence because I want it to be true. I would love to there for there to be like a textually trans character uh, who is, you know, important. And also it's not about them being trans, but also, I guess, if they were textually trans, would that make it about them being trans? Like, does it, does it need to be discussed? It would be, if I think if it was textually obvious to us, it would end up spotlighting it in such a way that it, it would be, it might not flow naturally with, with the book. So I think that like for, for Rothfuss to write Devi as a trans character, was he writing Devi as a trans character from the beginning of like before he started writing the books? Cause if yes, then maybe he could have dropped like a couple more things in there in places, but I'm not sure what, what those clues would be. Um, I'm of two minds because on the one hand, I would love for the book to plant a flag and say, Hey, we have this character who's trans. We have this representation. I think that's good and important. But on the other hand, is it not better to have a character who is trans and it is like not remarked upon? It is simply, it simply is. Uh, Is that, is that not a better way to have the character? I think it is a better way to have the character if it simply is. But I also think that like if there was a way to write in some sort of like experience or reaction from Debbie, that would make sense from that perspective. That would be a plus. Yeah. And you can read her tirade against the masters as that, like how she talks about how Elsa doll couldn't help, but you know, couldn't handle being defeated by a woman. Uh, of course, that also works if if she is a cis woman, right? So ultimately, it doesn't matter. I guess I'm sort of, I would I love- I mean, we can the, enjoy it for that. Yeah, we can enjoy it. That's right. It doesn't take away from the character. Uh, if anything, it enriches the character. But I guess, you know, for me, a not trans person, I guess it's not for me to to comment on what I'd like to see as far as trans representation. Reasonable. Anything else you care to talk about, Jordani? I feel like we got a lot off the page on this because we kind of like skipped ahead to other things. Also, though, I think like we know who Devi is talking about right away, even though she doesn't actually say Ambrose. She says his father is buried. It's called the Pirate Isles. Uh, she says we burned his rooms, but she doesn't actually say the word Ambrose. It's funny because so Devi is described as uh, pixie faced Galet. Yeah, Galet is is a moneylender. That's the term used to describe right. her in the past. Yeah, right. That makes sense. Um, and like, I don't know if he's used the descriptor pixie face for Debbie before or not. Probably. I think he has. It rings a bell. But I was thinking, I was like, what does, what are, what makes someone pixie faced? Would they be like, would they have lots of pointy features? Because the pixies are sort of like fey. Yeah, it, it's. I think traditionally it's like small chin, round cheeks, button nose, okay. big eyes. She's supposed to be cute, right? Like the whole point of her is that she she, has she doesn't seem as, like the kind of person who would be uh, trying to fleece you for money. <laughs> exactly. She has this reputation as like a bloodthirsty Galen. Everyone's afraid of her, right? Remember he goes to Sleet first, who is like right. this tough thug, and then Sleet is afraid of her. 
So the whole point of her is that she subverts expectations. Indeed. Also, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that uh, she is wearing a scent. Well, is she wearing a scent or is the room scented? Because Quoth notes that it came from the room. Yeah, I have I have uh, said that I think it's possible that she might be a chandranoid and that her signal is her her sign is the decay, the smell of decay, which is why she keeps her rooms above the butcher shop to hide. Uh, her own sign and then and then to hide her own sign again she's always got a smell in there yeah exactly because she probably doesn't want to smell it either plausible that's right it is possible without jeremy to say otherwise i am correct Uh, i didn't say that (laughs) correct just because it's possible doesn't mean it's true yes it does we have a letter today mailbag it's from our magical friend john who writes on the mayor and the emir Howdy, pagers. When Quoth meets with the mayor after his stint in Hert, we learn that Alvaron had a fascination with the emir. Let's recap some of the things we've learned while in Ventus. One, mayor is a title. This means that Alvaron might not be the mayor. He might be a mayor. Two, we learn from Codicus that names can change over time, e.g. the various spellings of Laclos, Loclos, Loclos, and Lolos. Well, three, we also know that forks splitting off from a main body can take on different yet similar names. The Aturin branch of the Laclos family is the Lac-Key family. We also know that Alvarin stopped looking for the Amir when he became a mayor. What if the reason he stopped looking was because he found his answer? What if all the mares scattered around the four corners are actually human Amir? Magically, John, permanent resident of the crockery. I don't think the last bit follows because the mayor seems still very curious about the Amir and and like wanting to know more. So I don't think that being a mayor makes would, would put him in the know. But otherwise... Interesting concepts. Yeah, interesting concept. I you know, I wonder if the maybe the word mare is related to the word Amir somehow etymologically, but do we know of any other mares? Well we know that mare is short for Marchand. That's which true. is not very Amir sounding. No, but it does sound like Marshawn Lynch. Okay, where are you going with this? He's a he's a funny he's a funny guy. He's a, an interesting uh football player, has a reputation for not talking to the paparazzi, uh the press. And uh, since retiring, he's uh, he's had a pretty good stint of like pretty funny cameos and things. So I guess what I'm saying is Marshawn Lynch is a cool guy. All and right. Mayor Sean Lynch. Now that is a person I'd like to meet. All right. Duly noted. We'll meet you tomorrow. That's right. Nailed it. Perfect segue. Nice. On another. Page. Uh-oh. The. Other. Oh, yeah.